Hello, welcome to another episode of the Roseland Podcast. I'm Chloe, your host, and this week I'm a little bit behind with my editing, so I'm actually recording this the morning it's going live. It's about 11am at the moment on Saturday the 16th of May, so I hope, if you're listening to this today, I hope you're listening to it outside in the garden or something, because it's beautiful out there, and as soon as I get all my podcast tasks out of the way, I'll be heading out there too. Uh, well, look, on the, this week on the podcast, we have an interview from Brian Ayers of the Cornish Saffron Company. Uh, we've got another recipe from Tregony's Jenny Deal, and this time it's for a mouth-watering apple cake. So very much a food-focused show this week for you. If this is the first episode you're listening to, then you can find them all and listen to the podcast at rosenpodcast.com, which I know is what a lot of you are doing, or you can subscribe and listen for free on Apple Podcasts, essentially iTunes, uh, on Spotify and on all the other podcast apps. At rosenpodcast.com you'll also find links to any of the resources we mention as we go through the show. Just click on, I think it's the show notes button when you're listening to the episode and you'll get all the details. And actually we've had a lot of great feedback about the VE Day episode, so if you're not sure what to listen to next and you haven't heard it yet, then go back and have a listen to that one. Okay, so you cannot be Cornish and not love a saffron bun, or a saffron cake for that matter, and live here long enough and you will pick up a few facts about saffron, its history and how it's made, but there's always more to learn. So we've got Brian Ayres of the Cornish Saffron Company on to tell us more. Hi Brian, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's very cool to have you here on the podcast talking about something that is quintessentially Cornish, I would say. Um, yeah. Now, in 2015, you started up a commercial saffron farm, which is the first, we think, in many decades in Cornwall. And But but, but there's a huge history, isn't there, of saffron farming even in Cornwall, which, which I certainly didn't know anything about before then, which you, you've that's done a right. bit of research into, I believe. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, saffron, it, it said fa- saffron uh, first came to Cornwall um, in about the 14th century, which was um, brought over here by the Phoenicians um, trading with the tin and copper. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then eventually they obviously bought some corms and uh, they planted them and then people gradually started growing it down through through the county, really. And it's... It's kind of crazy. We we often think of Cornwall as being a bit of an outpost, despite our now increasingly good links to the rest of the UK and the rest of the world. But we were we were very much on the cutting edge of trade internationally back in yeah. the fourteen hundreds, yeah. weren't we? Absolutely. We we you know we really were. Um, and and likewise, that goes right through our history, doesn't it? With the invention, you know, all to do with the mining and mm. the railways and electrics and all kinds of things. You know, Cornwall's been you know, as you say, really up there. And, and it's I I personally until we started chatting in order to record this I'd never realised that you could grow saffron in the UK I'd always thought of it as something that only happens in kind of Spain or Italy or somewhere somewhere hot. Yeah, I mean you you, you can probably grow saffron in in most places in this country. In in all honesty, Cornwall in natural fact the rainfall is a bit heavy for it, but so um, you know we have to plant the corms to uh, in a way that aids drainage um, to keep the, try and keep the ground a bit drier. And is a uh, corm like a bulb, basically? Yeah, I mean, saffron is a, is a crocus. So it's an autumn flowering crocus. Um, there's only one saffron crocus, so you must never 
um, try using the stigmas from any other crocus because they may well be poisonous. So we, um, we, can't, so go, exactly... we can't just go and attack the crocus in the garden and, uh, no, and put it no. in some cake. <laughs> no, no. You could, but you might not eat one again. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that, everyone. <laughs> don't do that. No, that's for sure. Yeah. But there's so there's one specific crocus yeah. that is the saffron crocus. Yeah, which is the crocus sativus. And, and is, it, is um, it a pretty flower? It's really pretty. It's really pretty. If people go later on, um, perhaps people go to our website and things. There's lots of pictures and on Instagram as well, and Facebook. Um, we've got lots of pictures of them there and of, of of us harvesting and things. So it's all quite interesting, and planting. Um, but yeah, the crocus is sterile, so it cannot um, breed or cross with any other one. So the flower is an actual fact redundant on the on on the uh, plant. Oh. The only way they can reproduce is by division. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how it happens. So each year um, the bulbs will keep dividing and dividing and increasing your stock. Hopefully, yeah. And um, I guess it being a, you know, you're farming these crocuses, there's kind of a seasonality to what you're doing behind the scenes, like a planting season, a growing season, a harvesting yeah. season and so forth. Yeah. Does that make life easier or do you kind of wish you had them, you know, harvesting all year round or is it is it kind of like a mad no, dash? I think it's, no, I think it's good really. I mean, uh, it's good that it's, you know, it has a certain flowering season, you know, so um, which happens to be, basically through october um the beginning of october to the end um is when we harvest um we plant usually in about july august mm -hmm. um and then they will stay in the ground for probably five or six years before you move them again Gosh. and then you would dig them up um and divide them up and replant uh, into fresh ground all oh, right so do you have to kind of like crop rotate i suppose so put something else in in between seasons or are they quite, yeah, quite guess, good yeah you would do i mean we've not got to that stage yet because we've only been doing it since 2015 so uh, this year the first lot of bulbs that we put in are due really to be lifted next summer uh, and planted but if they if they're still flowering well and they're not suffering then they'll stay there it's only when you start seeing a reduction in the flowers that you might decide to lift them all and move them it's kind of an exciting landmark in the in the business, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. The, the first digging of bulbs. Yeah. I mean, we came here in, say, 2015 and start, or oh, 2014 we came here um, and um, started planting in 2015. Um, I've, I've always been in growing. Um, and um, so I ended up here and did, didn't really know quite what to do. So... Um, decided to carry on growing uh, and did some research and, and, and did some research. I don't know why saffron came up, but it did. And uh, I just thought, well, this sounds good. You know, let's give it a go. So we, we bought, I don't know, a thousand bulbs or something like that and tried them. Mm. And they really didn't do very well. Um, but I realized that the reason was because I'd, bought the wrong size of bulbs you know so um we went ahead anyway and bought loads more the following year with a different size and from a different company and hey presto it, it all seemed to kick off really uh, from there onwards um and then each year for the next kind of four or five years we 
we reinvested anything that we sold, the money went back into more bowls mm -hmm. so we could keep growing and growing, you know, until we got to the stage in perhaps 2018, we decided not to plant anymore because they were increasing at such a rapid rate uh, in the ground. Um, it was, we'd got to the stage really where it was enough for uh, um, me and my wife to, to pick. Um, there's that tipping point in every business, isn't there? Which is, do, yeah. do you expand further or do you keep the overheads at the level which you're happy with? Yeah, and, um, yeah exactly. Because you'd have to expand so much because you've got to pay for that person or whoever, it, those people that you might employ. Mm -hmm. And probably at the end of the day, not make a lot more profit. So There's a, there's those sweet spots in business of, of size, yeah. isn't there? There's like the, yeah. the small size sweet spot, the medium size sweet spot and the big size sweet spot. And there's often an yeah. awful lot of hard work and investment between them. There is, there is, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it really. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, something I, in my in my business life at the moment, I seem to have an awful lot of, lot of conversations that come back to the sweet spot. And actually, yeah. is the quest for growth necessary or is it more about yeah. fun and... Money. It's all about work-life balance, isn't it? It is, indeed. Really, as well. And um, we enjoy doing what we do. Um, and, you know, when we get really busy, we have uh, family members come over and help us harvest uh, and pluck. Um, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite an intense time, harvest time, for us. Do you um, have to turn around all the flowers quite quickly? You know, do you have to get those stamens out and dried quite yeah. fast? Yeah, do so. The routine is that my wife and I go out in, early in the morning at first light uh, and start picking, um, and then we try to get all the flowers picked by um, lunchtime. Mm -hmm. um, and then, as as we as we as we pick, we keep ferrying them back indoors uh, and spread them out on the tables and stuff. Um, and then, after we finish picking, we come in. And we sit down at a table, all the flowers there, and it's, it looks amazing, it yeah. smells amazing. Uh, and then we start plucking, which is uh, taking the three stigmas from was inside the flower. Um, and then they all go into onto a dryer. Uh, and we dry them in about four hours later. You know, it, they take about four or five hours. That's and quite dry. quick drying, isn't it? I would have said. Yeah, it's, you know, it's got, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little kind of, cabinet with a fan and everything in it and you know blows warm air over it also uh, to try and get it done the quicker it's dried the, you know the better really mm -hmm. and i think yeah. um people will be familiar with you know the saffron cake but i know you you sell quite a lot to tarquins for gin so the right, sa saffron the gin, gin. <laughs> crocus gin yeah um, what other things are you finding finding your customers are buying the saffron to to do with it Saffron's got some amazing uses, you know, uh, one simple use is it does make a nice drink just with water, you know, put it in, soak it overnight or something, don't, you know, maybe, I don't know, half dozen um, strands in a litre or something like that, you know, uh, put it in there and let it soak overnight and that, that's uh, quite a good drink in oh, itself. But a lot of people use it for, with fish in particular, you know, it's one of the big ingredients in paella. Um, and it's also used in fish broths and things. Um, um, lots of things you can make with saffron rice, you know, there's, I, I think it's ends, the, the uses really are quite endless, really. 
Um, a lot more than just yeah. our, our simple just saffron, our saffron bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Well, anyone out there who's, uh, who's, who's wondered about, who's looking for a new cooking challenge, I suppose, then saffron would make quite a good one for this lockdown time. So, it would, yeah. Brian, where can people get hold of your saffron if they want to try okay. it out? So we sell the saffron direct online um, to us, which would be through our web page or through Instagram, um, the Cornish Saffron Company. Um, likewise, we it, um, there's a few retail places that stock our saffron. Um, there's uh, St. Moore's, Mr. Scorsi over there, um, and the Great Cornish uh, Food Hall. Uh, Kagoa Farm Shop. Um, so they're the kind of um, places, really, the shops that are stocked at the moment. Um, otherwise, just contact us online or give us a telephone call. And we sell it in two sizes. We sell it in grams and half grams. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Brian. I've I've learnt a lot chatting to you. I'm quite tempted to come and buy some just to try out that saffron drink myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yes, you may be getting an order from me very shortly. But thanks very much for coming on talking about Saffron. I've, it's been, been really fascinating. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been good. And you can get in contact with Brian at www.cornishsaffroncompany.co.uk and you'll find the link to that in the show notes at rosenpodcast.com. Okay, recipe time. Now, we're not quite professional or organised enough here to have a recipe that includes Saffron to share with you, but we do have a lovely spiced apple cake recipe this recipe was given to me in about 1967 by my first husband's grandmother we went to have tea with her and it was so delicious i said please write this recipe down for me and it's um, a large or two small cooking apples depending on the size cooked to a puree with just a little bit of water and left to cool then you beat four ounces of soft margarine and four ounces of caster sugar sugar together and add a large egg sift in six ounces of plain flour um, one teaspoon of salt and it is one teaspoon of salt i thought that was odd but it works one teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda one teaspoon of mixed spice and four ounces of raisins i'm sorry it's all in ounces but this was from 1967 before we went metric <laughs> So when you've got the cake all mixed together, you turn it into a lined seven inch cake tin and cook for an hour at 160, maybe a bit lower if it's um, a fan. 20 minutes before the end of the cooking time, take a teaspoon of demerara sugar and sprinkle the top with it. And when it's cooked after about an hour, just test to make sure that it's not soggy in the middle. And it keeps quite well, and it's really, really lovely. It's a lovely, moist, apple cake. Now, if, like Jenny, you've got a recipe you would like to share, then please do get in touch via rosenpodcast at gmail.com. You can come on, read it out yourself, um, or you can let us read it out for you. We're, we're easy either way. Just got to be a nice, tasty something that we can all go away and have a bit of time in the kitchen to make. And as well as looking out on being on the... Blah, 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 As well as being on the lookout for recipes, Lindsay and I are also looking out for more people to interview because, you know, we'd be more than happy to have two or even three interviews per episode. 
Um, so if you would like to come on the show and talk about your group, your hobbies, your jobs, tips you've got for coping with lockdown, whatever it might be, we are interested. The first step is to drop us an email to rosenpodcast at gmail.com with your ideas and any questions that you've got. Uh, just so you know, we do record everything in advance, so any any problems can be edited out. We can do the recordings um, over the internet or over the phone, and you don't even have to be willing to come on the show. You know, you're welcome to record an MP3 file and send it in to us, um, or you can, you know, send it in written and I'll read it out for you. Anyway, I hope whether you want to get involved with the show or you're just enjoying listening, I hoping. I'm hoping that it's helping us all feel a little less alone, a little bit more connected, even though we're allowed to be a little bit more connected now than we were last week. But, it, you know, things, things are still strange and we're still not quite in our full community that we usually would be this time of year. So I hope this podcast helping. And if you want to make sure you hear all the shows, then bookmark rosenpodcast.com and come back every Saturday because that's when we put them live. Or look out for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your usual podcast app. And there you can subscribe and it will alert you every time we put a new episode up. Be kind and stay safe.